Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast, the show that shares the secrets to unleashing the next phase of your pet business growth. Get ready for exclusive industry news, inspiring owner stories, and expert insights for growing a super successful pet care business. It's all happening right here on the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast, sponsored by Barclay Productions. Now, take your seats because the show is about to begin. Here's your host, the pet biz whiz himself, Dominic Hodgson. Well, hello, howdy, hola, and welcome to the pilot episode, the very first the beginning. You are here at the dawn of time of the creation of the Pet Boarding and Daycare podcast. This is brought to you by Barclay Productions, the premier company serving the pet industry, and this podcast is their latest offering. It is a free podcast, and I am thrilled to be a part of it. Who is this podcast for? Well, anyone in the pet care service space is going to get a ton of value from this podcast, especially uh, your dog daycare, your boarding establishments, resort and kennel owners. Now, I'm also going to be sharing some information that will be of huge benefit to anyone else in the, the pet service space in general. But certainly if you are a dog daycare or a boarding facility, then you need to hit subscribe because you do not want to miss out on all of the cool content, uh, all of the trainings, all of the interviews that we're going to be bringing you with this show. And it is going to be a show. Okay, Barclay quite rightly consider themselves to be the leaders in the space. They produce a brilliant magazine, which I'm honored to write for. Uh, they put on two knockout pet boarding expos every year. The next one, which is happening in Vegas in May. I'll be there for that too. More details coming up about that show soon. Um, and, and because they have such a, a presence in the space, I really wanted to partner up with them and produce a show that adds and matches their, their print and their event offerings. Hence, I've gone for a big top circus theme for the opening sequence, and it's why I'm producing this podcast in a magazine-style format. So we're going to have different segments like industry news, real-time tips and tricks for what's actually working out right now, out in the field, and also interviews uh, with people, including those who are just starting out on their pet care business journey, those who are scaling up, and those who have sold or who they are thinking about selling as well. So we're going to really try and cover all of the stages of the, the journey that you go on as a pet care business owner. Um, so that's what I'm bringing to the, to the show, to, to the podcast. Who the hell am I? Uh, who is Dom Hodgson? Well, I help uh, pet care business owners to make more money, have more fun, time off, and to make more of an impact in their canine community. I am primarily a, a coach and consultant, but what I'm known for is helping pet business owners to implement marketing systems that make scaling their business much more easy and vastly more profitable. But do not adjust your listening device. This is actually how I talk. 
Uh, I am British. I'm from the UK. Uh, I live in Sunderland in the northeast of England with my wife Beth, our youngest son Toby, our dog de Bordeaux Derek, and we have 10 chickens, 9 hens, and a cockerel called Patrick, who we thought was a hen. He turned out to be a rooster, but that's a story for another time. Um, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit more about my uh, journey in the pet industry. Uh, I'm big on sharing origin stories. I think it is hugely beneficial for pet business owners, whether you're a kennel owner or a daycare owner or whatever it is that you do. I'm big on uh, advising pet care business owners to share their origin stories. It's a huge... Um, it has a huge impact on the prospect when they are looking at uh, which pet care service provider to use, uh, to hire, to help them with their dog. You know, they, they don't just want to know about your services and about your prices and about your certificates that you've collected. Um, although all those things are important, they also want to know about the people. You know, they want to know about the people who they are going to trust with their dog. And telling your story, telling the story of why you do what you do and how you got to to where you are now, to this position where you are offering help to these people. That's a hugely important part of the, the sales process. And it should be something that you weave into your marketing and we'll probably spend an episode uh, sometime in the next couple of months uh, deep diving a bit more into this whole uh, idea of, of telling your origin story. So whilst we're on the topic, why don't I share some of Dom's origin story? Uh, I've been in the pet industry since about 2011. Uh, I'm actually, this is pretty weird, as a weird aside, I'm recording this episode from a hotel room in Dallas, Texas, <laughs> because uh, we've been over here, Beth and I have been over here for, um, we've been attending some business meetings, I've also attended a mastermind, and we've done some sightseeing in Dallas, and we've been to Fort Worth and the stockyards, and we're heading home uh, in about 40 minutes time, uh, head, and this is why I'm recording the first half of this uh, this pilot episode of the podcast here. Um, but yeah, I've been in the pet industry since about 2011. My origin story is I was working as a sales rep for Imperial Tobacco, a tobacco company in the UK. And that was a job I had done for about 10 years at the time. It was a great job. It was really well paid. I had good holidays, bonuses, and listing all of these benefits, I'm really struggling to think why I left that job now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, the truth is, I was I was coasting at the time. So I'd been doing the job for about 10 years. It was a great company to work for, but uh, my face didn't fit with the management and I wasn't being considered for any kind of promotion. So I, I just felt stuck. I felt stuck in the job and I was stagnating and I was feeling kind of frustrated about where my life was heading. And I really just didn't want to do that job for another 30 years, as good as it was. Enter uh, the dogs in my, uh, that kind of inspired my, my business journey. So around that time, uh, we had adopted a dog de Bordeaux called Barry. He was our first dog de Bordeaux. Barry has become a real legend in my business. He is on the front cover of um, my first book, How to Be a Dog Superhero. And um, yeah, he was a real, he was a special, a special, uh, a special dog, really. Uh, so we adopted Barry at 18 months old. 
and being a rescue dog you know he came with a bunch of issues so he had a lot of pent-up energy and he wasn't very well trained and so this kind of forced me to take more than a passing interest in dog training and I also had a lot of fun um, with Barry uh, running with him jogging with him and also cycling with him as well something we used to do just for a short distance but it really helped kind of get get this kind of pent-up energy out of him now at the same time as that i was also helping out at my local rescue center or shelter as you call them in the states and i was just walking the dogs uh, on a regular basis the dogs who were awaiting rehoming uh, awaiting to be adopted and kind of just helping with their exercise needs really and we only had a short time to walk these dogs so i used to i remembered what i had done with barry and I used to kind of power walk with these dogs, to, especially the more energetic breeds, to try and make best use of the, the short amount of time that I had to, to exercise them. And one day, one day I was, I was walking these two Staffies, Staffordshire Bull Terriers, who were uh, in the, the rescue centre together. And they had this really annoying habit of uh, grabbing onto the, the lead the, the, the chain, the lead that I was walking them on, in their mouths. And I, cu I couldn't get them to let go of the lead. Couldn't get them, to, you know, I pleaded with them. I asked them nicely. I told them to drop it. Uh, none of this made any difference. And bear in mind, this is Dom, well, almost 14 years ago now. This is like pre-dog uh, train, me knowing anything about dog training. So I, I didn't know anything, I didn't know what to do. The only thing I could think of doing was to kind of walk fast with the dogs. And so I walked fast with them and then I ran with them. And gradually, as they got into the pace of the running, they let go of the lead and they ended up going back a lot calmer. And kind of that and what happened with Barry um, sort of formed the, the germ of an idea to launch a, a pet business, a dog walking business, where I would offer the dogs more than just a walk around the block. I could see a lot of owners were getting rescue dogs who, um, like I said, needed a bit more help, came with a lot more pent-up energy. And uh, they, they also, there was kind of a trend which has continued now where people, uh, they tend to get more uh, breeds who are high-energy breeds, you know, gun dogs or bird dogs, working-type breeds who need kind of more stimulation. Um, and so, yeah, so that was kind of my idea was I'm, I'm going to launch this, this business. I'm going to leave my job and launch this business. I did a ton of research uh, in the UK and in the USA at the time. Um, and I even reached out to some people who were doing more of this kind of high intensity exercise, uh, you know, playing games with the dogs, doing luring with the dogs, uh, running with their dogs, or just skateboarding, you know, um, roller skating with their dogs. And so, yeah, so in November 2011, my first business, Pack Leader Dog Adventures, was born. And this was the UK's first dog adventure business at the time. Now, t two things I did right, although it were a little bit scary at the time. Two things I did right was I, I offered something different to what everyone else was offering. So everyone else was offering walks. I offered adventures. And I also charged premium prices. So I knew from my days in the, the tobacco industry that... We had like expensive brands and we had cheaper brands and there wasn't really much difference what was inside uh, the cigarettes, but the packaging and the branding and who the product was aimed at 
had a huge uh, impact on the price you could charge and the profit you could make. So I knew that I, if I was going to launch any kind of business, didn't matter whether it was a dog adventure business or a hairdressers um, or a restaurant or, or a car, um, a car lot or whatever it is, I knew I was wanted to be operating on the premium end of the market. And, and I, so I charged premium prices and because I was premium, my business was definitely, it took off a little bit slower than it would have if I charged the same as everybody else, but it grew vastly more profitable. And pricing is one of the big things that I consult with other pet businesses about now because I know how to create a super premium business and how to position yourself as the like number one expert pet care business of choice that affluent dog owners are looking for in your town. And I did this in Sunderland where I lived, which is traditionally a very working class city with mining and shipyard heritage, which have all now gone in the northeast of England and Sunderland is not really somewhere you would think of to launch a premium pet care business certainly at that time and and so part of my pitch now to, to pet pet care businesses who tell me they can't increase prices who are worried about their clients leaving who think there isn't enough market for it is like look I did this in my t I did this in Sunderland you know and if I can do it you can do it you just need the right kind of targeting the right kind of message that's going to resonate with affluent dog owners in your town and you need to know about the different kinds of media that these people are looking at because often affluent dog owners they aren't on social media as much they're very busy they're they own businesses they're working or they're traveling and so you have to have a more comprehensive online and offline marketing strategy and we'll definitely talk more about the tactics that go into that in uh, upcoming episodes of the podcast but before we go any further why don't we hear from our first show sponsor Forever Stainless Steel is the world's quality leader in animal bathtubs and related systems for professional pet boarding and daycare applications. Our tubs are fabricated from an extra heavy gauge of metal, 14 gauge, and feature fully welded construction. This makes for a robust structure that never requires any maintenance beyond normal cleaning. The tubs are beautifully finished and provide functionality, user-friendliness and elegance to professionals worldwide. Forever Stainless Steel pet wash tubs are unmatched in solidness of structure and include patented features not available elsewhere. All tubs are stocked at our warehouse in Omaha, Nebraska and are made in the USA. Visit us at www.foreverstainlesssteel.com to learn more. Uh, but my business took off. Uh, I took on some staff members and I was really, I was doing very, very well. I thought I knew everything there was to know about business, foolishly. Uh, so I, I launched an online dog store. This was the Pack Leader Dog Adventure Store. And let me tell you, dear listener, that was a total and utter disaster. Uh, long story short, I lost a ton of money on this venture. I lost a staff member, a business partner, and a ton of money, and it really, it really kind of knocked my confidence, you know. And I probably held on to the online store for about eighteen months, two years, and really hated it, and hated everything that it was uh, doing to me. Really, it was, it was a bad business fit for me, um, and I kind of trusted a lot of. Um, a paper click and uh, 
different kinds of social media experts who didn't understand what I was trying to do. And I didn't understand what I was trying to do either. That was the problem. Um, so I put a pin in that business and it was at this kind of low point that I, that I made a decision that whatever, whatever I was going to do next, whatever business I was going to do next, I, I would have to get better at marketing. Yes, I'd pitched my dog adventure business as being different. Yes, I'd been premium. And those two things alone contributed massively to the success that I experienced, but they weren't enough for me to take things to that next level. So I went on a big market and education. I read books. I bought programs. I invested in coaches and joined masterminds. And from that point, my business really took off. And I finally had the tools in my toolkit to build like w whatever business I, I really wanted to build. Uh, by then I'd also trained as a dog trainer, um, but rather than just, you know, putting some flyers up in my local uh, advertising areas and starting some classes, I promoted my dog training business by writing a book. That was the book I mentioned earlier, How to Be a Dog Superhero. I did events, I spoke, I did seminars all over the UK. Uh, I had an online dog training program with members all over the world. You know, people think online training only came about because of the pandemic, but some of us were doing this kind of thing way before then, including me, who had my own online dog training membership in, in, in 2016, I think it was. And, and it was kind of around that time that other pet business owners started to reach out to me and ask me, like, how are you charging such high prices? Why do you do email marketing? Why have you written a book? How do you get speaking events? You know, why, why do you, how, how can you create products? And so I started to teach others the things that I'd learned. And I'd been on this big market and education. I spent a ton of money, invested a ton of money in my market and smarts. And yeah, so I started to kind of pass that knowledge on. And, and that kind of caused me to transition more from the pet care and the training to the coaching. And since probably 2017, where are we at? 2024 now? Yeah, so like five years. For the last five years, I've primarily been a coaching consultant to the pet service industry. Now, this is a well-served sector. Uh, there are a lot of um, consultants and coaches and different programs out there. And a lot of these guys I'm very good friends with, and we'll, we'll be getting them on the podcast to come and share some of their wisdom as well. Um, and it's about finding your, own, finding your own space within that niche all the time. Just the same as it is for you trying to find uh, what makes you different in your town to resonate with the kind of clients that you want to get in. And I think where I probably differ from a lot of other coaches and consultants is I have a lot of experience of using a lot of different kinds of media across all sectors of the industry, including you know, pet care, boarding, training, walking, grooming. And I suspect this is probably why I work with mainly pet boarding and daycare establishments now, because they often offer a lot of different services. And they're all services I have direct experience of working in, or I've successfully coached people in those sectors. And if you want to work with me, I'm very, very busy. <laughs> Spaces are at a premium. Um, but if you Google me and reach out, um, and if it's an interesting enough opportunity, uh, then who knows, you may get lucky. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I share my story not to like, 
brag in any way, but it's, I, I just want to share that the journey that I've been on, the journey that's taken me from, you know, running a little dog business in a small-ish city in the northeast of England um, to writing a bunch of books, uh, creating my own coaching and consulting programs, I speak at events, I write articles, um, my business is developing even this year, you know, I've, I've this year, the last year, I created a, a SaaS CRM system called Pet Biz Suite, and that's the first fully automated sales and marketing sales engine specifically for the pet service industry. And as my business continues to develop, I'll be sure to share all of the um, all of the ups and downs and uh, the successes and the failures um, that I that I have on my journey too. I'm I'm a very open and honest uh, host. I, that's what I intend to be anyway. Um, but yeah, I yeah I, I mean I, I love my job now. I really love it. I love this part of it. I love the speaking. I love helping uh, pet care businesses. You know, I, I find. Over the last 18 months, I've worked with a lot of um, uh, bigger uh, establishments and facilities. And one of the things I've realized is like they have they often have great systems for running the facility, great systems for training employees, great systems for enrichment and training the dogs. Uh, but they usually don't have a great system that is going to help them really enhance the value of their facility, how to make their existing client base more valuable, how to multiply their best clients and how to leverage the assets that they have in the business already. And this is why you'll hear me talk a lot about pricing and upsells and cross-selling and adding memberships and new services, which all are going to help you to develop the business and make it really more profitable, you know, vastly more profitable. Um, yeah, business is a journey. It's it's an adventure. It's supposed to grow and develop and expand and and move in lots of different directions. So, uh, yeah, I think one of the things I'm most excited about with this podcast is I'm not only going to be able to share the stories and the experience of so many of the awesome pet care professionals that I've met, but also the sales and marketing and business experts that I've connected with who've helped me on my journey too. So you're going to get a great mix of uh, you know, best practices and breakthrough strategies from actual pet care owners. And you're also going to get, um, you're going to get the benefits of me scrolling through my Rolodex and bringing in everyone who... Uh, I know who's helped me in my journey too. So yeah, this is really like a, so, so thrilled, you know, so thrilled to be able to kind of bring all of my experiences and all of my connections together uh, in the format of this podcast uh, for the pet boarding and daycare folks. And I'm not the only one who was excited as well because I have had a bunch of other pet podcasters and industry experts reach out to me with uh, some good luck messages about the new podcast. So why don't we listen to some of them right now? Hey Dom, Sherry and Carly here from the Pet Shop Girls podcast. We just wanted to say good luck with the launch of the new Pet Boarding and Daycare podcast. We're looking forward to some great content and can't wait to tune in. Hey Dom, Nick Benger here from the Dog Talk with Nick Benger podcast. And I hear you have a new podcast. 
You've helped and inspired me and my business massively over the last eight years. You've been a big fish here in the UK for years now, and I can't wait to see the amazing things you do now on the other side of the pond with the new pet boarding and daycare podcast. What's up, Dom? It's Doug the Dog Guy and Turkey Bird here. We just wanted to say congratulations on your new pet boarding and daycare podcast. I'm so excited for you. Uh, Turkey and I listen to your other podcast all the time and always love how real you keep it. So we can't wait to see what you do with this new podcast. And uh, you being you, I know that you'll end up posting this video somewhere. So for anyone else that's watching this, go check out Dom's new podcast. What are you waiting for? Hey, it's Fern from Overdog Digital and the Overdog Podcast. I just wanted to say congrats and good luck to my buddy Dom for the launch of the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast. I can't wait to see what you have in store for anyone. It's going to be awesome. Enjoy and good luck. Hey, Dom. Megan and Colin here from Pet Sitter Confessional Podcast. We just wanted to say good luck with the launch of your new Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast. We love everything that you do. We are looking forward to learning about client acquisition and beating expectations. Can't wait to listen. Hey, Dom, it's Candace from the Boss Your Business podcast. And I just wanted to say congrats and good luck from Pet Boss Nation. I know our listeners and our clients have really enjoyed everything that they've learned from you when you've helped us out. Now I can't wait to see how you're going to be helping out so many more people with this pet boarding and daycare podcast. I mean, how awesome is that? Good luck, Dom. Can't wait to listen. Hey Dom, Amy Hillis here from PAC, the Professional Animal Care Certification Council, and we just wanted to say good luck with the launch of the new Pet Boarding and Daycare podcast. We love the magazine and the expos, and we always enjoy listening and learning about best practices in the pet care industry, so we can't wait to tune in. Okay, so now you know a bit more about Dom. Uh, you also have heard some good luck messages from our uh, esteemed uh, podcasting friends <laughs> from around the world. Uh, maybe it's time for me to do a little bit of uh, teaching, a little bit of educating, a little bit of practical uh, information that you can take away from the pod and plug into your pet business straight away because I am all about the action taken people okay um, one of the things uh, my coaching clients will tell you all the time is you know I'm big on I'm big on like okay what are we doing next okay what are you going to take away from this call and plug into your business uh, to help it move forward and, and push it onto that next level and today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, kind of a general marketing topic but something that I covered in uh, my most recent book, which is How to Disneyfy uh, Your Pet Business. So as part of my part of my kind of coaching and the educating uh, and the kind of entertaining that I do on podcasts when I'm speaking, uh, I always look at what other successful businesses have done and then we find a way to take those breakthrough strategies and plug them into uh, pet care businesses. So we often look at businesses like Amazon, and think about what can what what do they do really well that we can take and plug into our business, or companies like Apple, or companies like Walmart, uh, and all, all these different kind of bigger bigger businesses. Because often there are a lot of um, big business lessons that you can take and modify and plug into your smaller or medium sized business to make it better. And uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about something Disney did. So Walt had a a huge collection of um, 
kind of quotes that are attributed to him. Um, and and a lot of these you'll have heard before. This one you might not have heard before. This is Walt Disney's Law of Unlimited Abundance. And I'm not going to do a Walt Disney impression while I, while I say this. But So this is Walt's Law of Unlimited Abundance. And then we're going to go into um, how you can take this and use it to help you better market your services uh, to the kind of dog owners in your town who are going to be a perfect fit for you. So Walt's law of unlimited abundance goes like this. Do what you do so well that the people who see you do it want to see you do it again and will bring others to see what it is you do. So let's break that down, okay? Do what you do so well. Okay, so it's not about, it's not about what others are doing in your town. Okay, and it's not really about the... the kind of intrinsics of the business you know so if you're a if you're a daycare um, obviously you're going to look after dogs and uh, while people are at work and if you're a boarding facility uh, then you're going to look after dogs while people are on holiday or they're busy and if you're a groomer uh, you're going to groom dogs and cut their hair and wash them and if you're a trainer you're going to train them and and if if you all you concentrate on is the the kind of the generalities of your business then you make it really difficult to stand out from the competition because you're effectively marketing your business the same as everyone else, okay? So what is, what is it that you do, okay? So what are the, like the, is it a product or a service that you offer? Well, most people listening to this are gonna be offering a service, okay? So what are the benefits of that service? Think about this, list your main service and think what are the benefits? You know, what, what are the benefits does it provide to your audience? What is the transformation that your service gives a pet dog a pet owner yeah what 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 bad place does it take them from and what good place does it take them to what is the experience that the client has yeah what is it that makes your business different okay so that's do that's do what you do that is thinking about what is it that you do okay so that's the first part of your homework is thinking about that the second part is uh, Walt says, do what you do so well. Okay, so what do you do in a, in a unique way? Yeah, why should, why should someone in your town do business with you? Okay, because whenever anyone is looking at a, at, a, at a, when they're thinking about, okay, we should send our dog to daycare, or we're going away, we need, a, we need to, somewhere for our dog to stay. They immediately, they ask around some friends or they might go to Google and they look at all of the different places listed on those Google listings. So the question that they're asking themselves then is, why should I do business with you? Okay, what makes you different? All right, and like I'm a huge fan of um, like best practices to get you up to speed, but best practices can also lead to like industry norms. Okay, and you want to kind of go away, deviate, elevate your service above industry norms. So what do you do so well? What are the benefits of you do, doing business with you? What are, what are the emotions that the client's going to uh, experience? You know, uh, not just um, uh, we don't just want them to feel good about the fact that their dog is safe with us. We want them to feel like pride that, that, that they've been able to secure a place at the most prestigious, uh, you know, pet care facility in town. Yeah. Th think about how you can create an apples to oranges comparison. Okay. Not an apples to apples comparison. Think about how can you 
accentuate what it is that you do so well that's going to make you stand out. Okay. Then the next part is uh, do what you do so well so the people that see you do it, who are those people? Yeah. Who is your target client base? Okay, you can't just say like anybody with a dog and a wallet or anybody with a dog and a purse. You need to be a little bit discriminatory about who it is that you're targeting in your business. Who are the, who are the top 20% of clients who provide 80% of the income? What are the commonalities between these people? How can you target more of them? Okay, um, you, know, you need to be able to answer like what it is that you do so well. Um, yeah, so what is it that you do so well, people who see you do it, uh, want to see you do it again, okay? So how can you create, uh, like, referrals in your business? How can you create repeat business? How can you create a system that turns one-time buyers into multi-purchase, uh, multi-service buyers, so that they keep coming again and again and again. You know, what can you cross-sell? How can you ascend people to a higher-priced service, maybe, so that they are more bought into you, you know, they feel like they're getting even more value? Um, and then the final part is do what you do so well so that people who see you do it want to see you do it again, and they will bring others to see you do it. Okay, so do you, do you have a referral system in place? Do you have a way to multiply your, your best clients and clone them? Okay, but all the best businesses do this. This is something I help my clients with. You know, we want to, how can we create onboarding systems? How can we create ascension systems? How can we create systems for multiplying uh, the client base? And so that is, that is Walt's uh, law of, unlimited abundance and I, I wanted to start with something kind of um, a little bit fun I wanted to make you think a little bit I wanted to uh, I wanted to sprinkle a little bit of Disney magic <laughs> if I could uh, onto the, the pilot episode of this podcast and you know we're gonna get we're gonna go into lots of different um, we're gonna go into lots of different uh, topics over the course of the upcoming weeks and months and years on the podcast. And we're gonna be talking to lots of different experts about lots of different uh, aspects of how you market your pet business. So why don't we have a listen to our second show sponsor? And after that, we'll go into a little mini sequence of interviews that you can look forward to in the upcoming episodes of the show. Have you ever considered selling your pet resort or partnering with a financial backer to help you grow your brand? If so, I want to introduce you to one of our exclusive sponsors, Pet Resort Hospitality Group. Founded by industry experts with the goal of building a family of the highest quality pet boarding and daycare brands, Pet Resort Hospitality Group ensure a fair price for your business, a seamless transition and long-term support for your team, and they'll protect your brand in the community you serve. Check them out at petresorts.love with a link in the show notes. They'll be happy to chat with you about what the future of your business could look like if you ever want to sell. And tell them your buddy Dom sent you. When did you start at Disney? And what kind of a... You know, what kind of hit you as the you know, the Disney way of doing things kind of thing when it comes to, like, customer service and stuff, you know? So what, what kind of a culture shock was it to you when you, when you joined? Sure. Well, I mean, I came from a, uh, a, a restaurant 
Um, and, you know, it was run by a family, so not a lot of rules, not a lot of um, procedures, systems, and things like that. I mean, we knew how to make a pizza, we knew how to do mm-hmm. it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think one of the huge things was the fact that they got a system for everything. Mm. And I was completely blown away by their hiring system. Hmm. Um, as you went through it. As I went yeah, through it, yeah. yeah. As I was going through it, I'm like, holy crap. I mean, they don't even let you go to your work location that you've been hired for until you've gone through a lot of extra steps. Um, so I think that that was it. And the fact that uh, back then, and it's changed a little bit, but not much, um, Everybody knows they are there for the guest. Hmm, hmm. That is the only reason that they're hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And the frontline people know it because they interact with the guests every day. The maintenance people, the painters, the accountants, they all know that they're supporting the frontline. And so they, you know, the saying is, look, if you're not directly serving a guest, you are directly serving someone who is. Hmm, hmm, so hmm. that was the mentality of any of the not the behind-the-scenes work, but, you know, mm-hmm. the accountant, the people that you just would yeah. not come in contact with yeah. if you were on a vacation. You can't guarantee that they're going to come back to the website. That's kind of where lead generation comes in, doesn't it? Lead capture. The lead capture, and, and that's like the biggest change that, that we, we try to make on the website is give somebody a reason to give you their information, their their email address, so you can follow up to to do business with them when they're ready, not whenever we're ready, because we're always ready to, mm. to take the credit card. Mm. But... It's really when they really get to the point where they need help. They realize they need help, and we provide the solution. So uh, I'm the same way on the, the Kindle books or the, the Audible books. Yeah. Where you get, Amazon does great about it. They follow up, and mm. I see the email. It's like the two-for-one special on Audible. Mm. And, in fact, they'll preload it with my, here's my my my, my list. Mm. And they're like, here, you're, your author, author you know is on sale. Well, then it reminds me that I need to go buy that mm. and uh, so it gives me a reason to transact with them yeah definitely and I think that too my old mentor uh, John McCulloch he described it very well he probably got it from Dan Kennedy but he talked about like t- two ways people buy t- two ways people sell things normally is like they sell off the page so it's buy my stuff you know yeah, so yeah. in it for the dog businesses it would be you know we love dogs use our grooming service or we love dogs use our kennel or you know and then there's more of a lead generation model where you offer someone some information it's usually information could be an email series or a pdf or a checklist or a tip sheet or a series of videos or something like that you offer them something like as you said to get the contact details Mm -hmm. then you can drop them into some kind of a sequence which warms them up takes them through this whole no like trust process you can share case studies and tell stories about your business and share testimonials and all that kind of thing and it it dramatically transforms the the effectiveness of the website, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and I like the old, I've heard it multiple times, and again, probably a Dan Kennedy thing, <laughs> but uh, you know, demonstrate you can help somebody by actually helping them. Mm. So you provide them value in advance, and then now they know, well, there's only one person I'm gonna call if I need help with you know my dog grooming business or uh, any other business. Mm-hmm. I, I already know, I already have that relationship, even though it's electronically, I don't necessarily yeah. know you personally, but I already have that relationship with you digitally. Mm. And uh, so there's only one person I'm gonna call if and when I need that, mm. that mm. you know, that service. Yeah, definitely. And it's like how, it's how you show up, you know? If you yeah. show up selling, are you showing up selling a service or are you showing up 
giving someone some information, like you said, and it just mm-hmm. changes their perception. They think of you as a, a helper, an expert, you know, a leader, maybe, yeah. rather than just a service provider. Yep, because you don't want to be, you, we always have to be selling, but it doesn't have to be a direct sell. It can be selling by helping people mm-hmm. and uh, always making the, the service available. But, but you, again, you want to stay top of mind. Yeah. And you want to be aware that, you want to make them aware that, okay, this is the person I need to do business with. It's that authority positioning. I, you're not a dog owner, I don't think, are you? Uh, no, no. But it didn't matter because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you, uh, you know, it wasn't massively detailed, but you kind of, t- to me, you went into a lot more detail and, and identified a lot more pain points and, the emotions that the dog owner is going to be feeling. Um, you certainly did a lot more than any pet business owner have. <laughs> you know, so it just shows, doesn't it? Like with, with, with copy and stuff, you when you have like frameworks and you know you have when you understand how it works, basically, and you know what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's it. And I think one of the big things I preach people is that research important as well. So actually, from my standpoint as a copywriter, if I'm going to write, I can kind of write for more or less any industry um, as long as I've got the time to do the research and understand what I'm writing about like I've written for stuff for menopausal women and you know contrary to rumours I'm not a menopausal woman um, I can't confirm <laughs> well, I can't confirm but <laughs> it doesn't look like it's on the deal um, yeah sort of written stuff in finance I'm not particularly sort of big in finance sort of all that kind of stuff so yeah I think as long as you have a basic understanding then you can kind of write decent copy or if not i mean a lot of the guys i said to them at the the one point like what's some problems that dog owners might have and they threw out a load of really good examples and we can take those and use them so i think yeah if you get the what i was saying yesterday like if you know your pain points that your prospect wants you know the outcomes they want sorry the pain points they have Mm -hmm. the outcomes they want and then things like objections and that kind of stuff it's actually not that difficult to write write Mm -hmm. decent copy you're sort of doing your research putting it together it's not having to create the ideas because the ideas are already out there for you how about that lots of exciting guests and interviews coming up in future episodes of the podcast Uh, we have a facebook group set up uh, the pet boarding and daycare podcast with dominic hodgson facebook group Um, so if you're a pet boarding or daycare owner get yourself in there because that's where i'm going to be sharing some behind the scenes stuff and we'll also be uh, hunting for guests and getting ideas for stories and for segments there and uh, yeah I'm, I'm really I'm really stoked about this um, one of the one, one of the kind of joys of me hosting a show like this and also speaking at events is I get to hear from and meet other pet industry experts and there's always something else really interesting <laughs> for you to learn you know especially when you are somebody who who loves marketing like I do so you know, once upon a time I thought my kind of calling was to help dogs and their owners have a better relationship together that's why I wrote books and I did uh, speaking uh, dog training seminars and created programs and stuff like that. And but the more that I that I learned about marketing, the, the more I realised that I really loved marketing. And so my calling became, like my, my calling is to help pet business owners to better connect with dog owners in their town, so that they can create a super premium business that is the the vehicle for all of the great things that that they want in life and that's i genuinely that i love marketing i'm unashamedly uh, love marketing so uh, I, I hope you get enthused by uh, my enthusiasm for the topic and you know i really think if you if you get to grips with marketing your business 
you can really take it anywhere and you can do so many amazing things. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking to lots of different experts. You're going to be finding out about lots of different ways and better ways to, to market your services so that you can better connect with clients in your town. But I also, I don't want you to get too hung up on the, on the tactic side of things. You know, I want to hopefully kind of foster like a can-do attitude and a, like let's have a go at this attitude. I was reading an article just the other day about um, data science in sport and it was talking about how uh, like you know some managers are very data driven and some managers are kind of old school and a bit more you know motivational but the best managers are the ones who do both you know they do a lot of planning they do a lot of research uh, they have a lot of input into tactics and they also they know how to motivate and like send the team out and how to lift the team and how to get the team to do things that, you know, if you just looked at the data, you, the team wouldn't be able to do it. So this is my this is my urging for you to really all of the hints and tips and tricks that you are learning on this podcast or that you learn from the magazine or that you learn from attending uh, Barclay Expo. Um, have a go at them, you know, have a go. Like I often say to my clients, like the worst that can happen when you try something is you make more money, you know? So so if you if you are keen to have a go at any of the things that we're talking about on this pod, please have a go at them, you know, try it. Um, the results will be whatever they will be, um, but you'll learn from that experience and, you know, you'll have a bit more data to do it a bit better the next time. And that's how we grow, you know, just like training a dog, uh, it, you, you get better at it over time and the more consistent you are, you'll get it. Same it is with marketing as well. So yeah, please, please be, um, be inspired to really have a go at any of the things that uh, we're going to be talking about on this podcast. And speaking of the expos, this is probably a good time as we come to the end of the show for me to uh, talk about the upcoming expo which is happening in Vegas. Uh, this is the Pet Boarding and Daycare Expo West which is happening in uh, Vegas at the Horseshoe Hotel uh, from May the 20th to May the 22nd. I'll just tell you very quickly, this was my first experience of a Barclay event. Uh, I was very fortunate to be invited to come and deliver the keynote address at the, this event last year. This was the first time uh, they'd moved from, I think it was Anaheim um, to Vegas. A ton of people turned up. It was it's really like reinvigorated the West Coast event. And, you know, it might not be long before this is really rivaling the, the main export Hershey. Um, there'll be speaker information coming soon. If you're a vendor, you're interested in the booth. All of that information is on the website as well. And uh, yeah, look, I, I, I when I was there last year, I, I conducted a bunch of interviews with uh, vendors and with people who were attending the events as well. And there was people there who were who were there for the very first time. There was people there who were like, you know, they hadn't even opened their facility yet. They were, they were just in the process of it, but they were trying to get as much information as possible. And there was also people there who had been to many, many, many expos and they go back again and again and again. And they are, they try to be a sponge for new information and new ideas. One of those people was Al Cohn. And this is what Al had to say about why he keeps coming back to these expos. 
you've run a number of different businesses, you know, yeah. you've done different industries, but you're still here, you're making notes, you know, you're looking for an edge, aren't you? You know, it's it's worth people coming to these things. A hundred percent. There's no question about it. You always learn something new. I, my former boss is a multi-billionaire who started with zero. And after being at the top of the industry, in the diamond industry, he still said to me after 60 years, he says, I learn something new every day. Mm. And there's something to be said about that. I mean, I learn new things every day, mm. you know, just like he did. And and it's just exciting. It, it's inspiring when you hear, like, you speaking and things like that. So it's uh, you, you learn a lot. You bring it back to, you bring that enthusiasm back to your staff, mm. you know, and you make some sort of impact, you know, yeah. and that's what's important. Amazing advice from Al, And we have come to the end of the pilot episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. Next week, I'm going to be going on a field visit and I'm going to be talking to Tim Jackson, who runs uh, Pets to Impress, a pet boarding uh, establishment here in the UK. We're going to be hearing all about Tim's journey, uh, the breakthrough marketing strategies that he's used to to develop and enhance his business. Uh, and Tim's a very honest uh, interviewee as well. He also shares like the down points in his business and the things he's really struggled with too. So there's going to be a lot there that I think you're going to be able to identify with and you're going to be able to take and plug into your business too. Uh, but I want to quickly thank our show sponsors, Forever Stainless Steel and Pet Resort Hospitality Group. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor, uh, you should email james at barclay.com. And yeah, thanks for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast. To ensure you never miss an episode, make sure you hit subscribe right away. And if you need more help to grow your pet care business, then reach out to Dom at petbusinessmarketing.com.